We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those long dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you think. Welcome to the Making Queer History Podcast. I'm Laura. And I am Will. And we are your two co-hosts today. And today we're going to be talking about Oshtish. The famous crow warrior. Exactly. First, we're going to do a quick introduction. This podcast is Making Queer History, and we are an offshoot of the Making Queer History articles. So if you want to see where we're going on the podcast, you should definitely check out the articles. And we're trying to follow that in a very loosely linear way. You can find our articles on our website at www.makingqueerhistory.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. And if you want to support us, you can also support us on Patreon, where you can become a patron And you pay each time we put up an article and each time we put up a podcast, which is four times a month. So at our lowest patron, you'll pay $4 a month and you'll get some really cool rewards that you should check out. Have a look at that at patreon.com slash queer history. Slash queer history. There we go. We also have um, a PayPal for one-time donations. You can check the link to that on our website or most of our social media sites. And if you don't have the money or the stable income to become a patron, you can just send us a one-time donation, which is always really appreciated. Right now, we are a little bit below our goal of having an editor, which is bad because we have an editor. So what happened was we hired an editor and then slowly we had a couple patrons leave because it was September and school happens, we understand. We had a couple patrons leave. So we really appreciate patrons right now. And yeah. Anything you can give, anything that you want to share with us so we can keep the project going, so we can keep eating, so we can keep providing you with content that you enjoy. Anything at all is very helpful and we're very, we appreciate it a lot. Exactly. We definitely appreciate it. And going into that, our last goal was getting an editor. And we have the editor now. Yes. Their name is Dean and they're amazing. Dean is really great. They also run a side, uh, a project. Yeah. Uh, called Queering, Queering Up, Up History. History. And they do really cool art. You should also check them out. They've done art on a lot of the people that we've covered. And you can also find uh, all their work on our website as well. And you should definitely support them on Patreon too. At Queering Up History on Patreon. And yeah, you should check out Dean's project and become a patron of that as well, because Dean's doing great work. And if you want to see artwork alongside of some of our articles, you should definitely check that because they have a lot of them. Uh, one of my favorite ones is the Fanny and Edie one, because Fanny and Edie is one of my favorite people in general. Also on news, we have redesigned the website a little bit. It's very different from what it used to look like. We do general redesigns about once a week. And it's never anything extreme until it was. And now it's something more extreme. So if you haven't been to the website in a while, you should definitely check it out for the pretty new aesthetics and a couple new links. Yes. The newest article is on Elgabalus, Elgabalus. Elgabalus, very interesting article. I really loved writing it, even though didn't so much love my subject matter, even though it was a really interesting subject matter. Well, you know, 
Some people are interesting and not necessarily good. Yes, you don't have to be both. Exactly. Also, if you want to keep up with news with the project, you should sign up for our newsletter on our website and we'll send you monthly emails telling you what's going on. Um, if you probably noticed, there was a bit of space between our last po- podcast and this one. And that is because we were in Norway. Laura and I went away on vacation. Yes. wild. Well-needed vacation. Imagine having vacation, guys. It's wild. It was very lovely. We got to visit some of Will's family, because Will's from Norway. And I got to see some pretty fjords. You got to see that fjords. Yep. <laughs> and it was a really, really lovely time. It was. It definitely was. And it was a well-needed vacation. I hadn't had one in a bit. And while we were gone, we had some amazing guest articles up. So check those out. They're up on our website. Definitely. And we should tell you a couple last things. One, we're sick. So if our voices sound weird, we're really sorry. We kept like putting off the podcast because we were like, okay, we're sick. Let's wait till our voices get better. But But then they didn't. They just didn't. We're still sick. We've been sick for two weeks now. Exactly. So we're just going to crank out the podcast anyway. So if you hear a little sniffling, we're very sorry. We'll try to edit it out. But there's probably going to be a couple in there. Uh, second thing, if we say anything wrong, if we have make any mistakes, or if we say pronounce any names wrong, please tell us. You can send us an email at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you, Laura. Of course. And just send us an email, tell us, hey, you, you fudged things up a little bit. This is not what it's supposed to be, actually. And just tell us what we did and how we can improve. And if you're going to communicate with us, we should probably tell you our pronouns. Um, for those who don't already know, pronouns is the way you refer to someone while not using their name. So in a sentence, it would be, she went to the store, and she would be the pronoun. Exactly. So my pronouns are she, her, and hers. So to use that in a sentence, she went to the store to pick up her pre-ordered car. It didn't make much (laughs) sense. (laughs) But... It was a sentence. <laughs> My pronouns are they, them, theirs. Um, to use that in a sentence, they went to their work to do their best. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yes. Yeah. Just think of it as talking about a group. You're talking about me as if I am four people. And that's great. Imagine Will is four people because Will does the work of four people. I, I do not. I barely do the work of like quarter of people. You do the work of like 13 people. I'm just going to keep upping it. Whenever you downgrade yourself, I'm going to upgrade you. 0.00. You do the work of 7 billion people. (laughs) No one else on the planet does work except Will. Ha. Also, we should mention our roles on the website. Because Will's role, which is amazing, is... I make tea. (laughs) You're also the co-host. Sometimes you help me edit the articles. And a lot of the time, just sort of like a, a filler, like helps fill in the missing parts because we still have a very small team here and we're still very bare bones so sometimes we'll just jump in and helps out i am the everything person laura on the other hand is the most incredible i'm the founder and head writer and also just so you know will is my fiance we might be gay we're definitely gay probably at least 10 percent. so if you're like oh these people have such witty banter I wonder where they get that from. It's because we practice our entire day. That's all we talk about, just witty banter. 24-7. All right. So let's finally jump in. 
Let's get down to business. Mm-hmm. And le- learn about Oshtish. Yes. So, Oshtish was a crow woman, um, and she was also Bate. So, before we dive in too much after that, we're going to look at what the Bate means. So, Bate generally means gender nonconforming people within the crow nation. I hesitate to put too many qualifiers in there on if they have to be born a certain set of genitalia and figure out that's not their gender because there's still a lot that we do not know. And if anyone ad- wants to add some more information, they should definitely email us. Oh, yeah. But. Totally. Just email us. Yeah. Always email us with additional information. Um, but Bate people were gender nonconforming people within the Crow Nation. And one thing that we want to clarify is the difference between Bate and, and Two-Spirit. Two-spirit. So. Two-spirit is a very modern word. Um, it was actually created in the 1990s. Well, not created. It was popularized in the 1990s. A little bit used before then, but not majorly. Um, it was popularized in the 1990s in a conference um, with different indigenous people in Canada. I think it was in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. There was a conference, and they used that word to describe the identity of being... Gender nonconforming. Gender nonconforming and... Indigenous. Mm -hmm. And it has to be both. It can't just be one. It It has has to be be both. both. Because it's specifically about the experience of being like the Bate. Because in the Crow Nation, the Bate had a specific role in society. And they weren't discriminated against in the same way they were discriminated against in Europe. So they weren't discriminated against in the same way they were discriminated in Europe. And they had specific roles in society, which was very common, actually, within indigenous tribes throughout North America. That gender nonconforming people, people who were born with genitalia that didn't assign with the gender roles that was thrust upon them at birth, and people who were attracted to people within the same gender, were both generally put into a certain word like bate. And so you can be bate and two-spirit, but not all two-spirit people are bate, because that's specific to the Crow Nation. And... Two-spirit is a pan-indigenous word, so that means it crosses all indigenous um, tribes, though not every indigenous person will use it. But it's a very personal experience, and it's important to always be respectful and mindful of that, and always ask before you use terms for people. Exactly. Let people self-label and respect the labels that they give themselves. Unless, of course, this person is not indigenous. And if they're not indigenous and they're using the word two-spirit then they're not using the word for the right thing. They're and just saying the should wrong be thing. smacked down. <laughs> they in, should be... In possibly a kind and gentle way, but... In possibly a kind and gentle way, depending on a lot of the time their age, and depending on your threshold of garbage that you can take. That's right. And, you know, if you can explain them in a nice way, that would be lovely, but if you can't, we also understand that. So, smack them down if you need to. Oh, yeah. And Oshchish did not exist while the term Two-Spirit did. Oshtish existed while the term Bate existed. So Oshtish identified as Bate. So that is what we will call her for the rest of the podcast. podcast. We will not call her transgender because that is a post-colonial word that does not apply to her because she was Bate. And we're also going (coughs) to use she, her, hers pronouns Mm -hmm. for Oshtish because these are the ones that she identified with as far as we know. Yes, those are the ones she used and those are the ones she preferred. Though many historical um, documents refer to her with he, him, his pronouns, 
And that's a little bit unfortunate, but most of it is generally because the historical records were kept by priests and missionaries and Mm -hmm. really transphobic people. Yes. And Oshchish was an incredible person. Because Devate had held an esteemed position within the Crow Nation, she had different roles than other people within the nation would have. She was allowed to take on both traditionally feminine, traditionally masculine roles, and she was incredible at everything. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Two things she's best at from what records tells us now is that she was really good at sewing. Mm-hmm. She even got to sew uh, Crow Chief Iron Bull's Buffalo Skin Lodge, which is really cool. But she was also known widely, widely for her fighting skills. Yeah, that's the good word. She was an incredible warrior. And one important thing to note now is that gender roles within the Crow Nation are different than what we think of gender roles now, both historically and culturally, because the Crow Nation had different gender roles than Europe. And Europe had different gender roles within from country to country, but right now we're looking at like very colonial Europe had similar gender roles from one another, and they had very different gender roles than what... The Crow Nation had. And the Crow Nation definitely had gender roles. They had specific things that you're supposed to do if you had a certain gender that you identified as. And because Oshchish identified as Bate, um, she had certain tasks. And she was amazing at all the tasks. She and she was so like good. a very honored Bate person. Not only was she already in an honor position, but she was one of the honored people within the honored position. And that's one of the reasons that she, you know, we still know about her while others were forgotten is because she was so highly honored within her society and within the nation that they kept her stories from told from generation to generation. And her story is also a really good one. It's a very important story and a very good story to tell. And because indigenous people have an oral history, we can rely on the things that indigenous people say now because they're passed down from generation to generation. The person who has told us about the place where Oshtish got her name is called Pretty Shield, and you should check her out and check out all of her historical stuff. But this story came out vaguely recently, and it's called The Battle of Rosebud, and it happened in 1876. And in the Battle of Rosebud, uh, Oshtish earned the name Finds them them and and kills kills them. them. Which is really badass. It's a very intense name. So, the other magpie, who was curious because her brother had just been killed by one of the Lakota, just rode into war with a stick. She only had a stick. And while she was yelling at Lakota and just being very, very angry, uh, Oshtish shoots the person that is threatened. The Lakota that is threatening the other magpie. And this is how she earned the name Finds Them and Kills Them. Which again, really cool name. The quote from the article in that we wrote about Oshchish is actually about that specific event. And we'll go ahead. The quote itself was from the interview of Pretty Shield. And Pretty Shield asked the interviewer, Did the men ever tell you anything about a woman who fought on the rosebud? And when the interviewer replies, No. Pretty Shield laughed and said something along the lines of, no, I bet they wouldn't say they didn't like a woman being better than them. Something along the line. I don't have the exact quote. And it was true. Oshchish was better than pretty much everyone. Yeah. Especially better than the next person we're about to talk about, who is on my internal list of people from history who, well, specifically straight, cisgender, allosexual people who I abhor. And the just worst. the worst. 
and who did so much damage. And his name is Agent Briscoe. And he was the worst. The literal worst, guys. And don't even know. Exactly. He went into the Crow Nation and he obviously enforced European cultural traditions and did that colonization thing that Europe was doing, specifically English traditions. And one of the things that he really focused on was getting rid of the bate. And he cut their hair and he forced them to do manual labor. And he dressed them with traditional European man's clothing. Mm-hmm. Clothing don't have a gender, by the way, but... In Europe, it was gendered as male clothing. Yeah. So he pretty much tried to turn them into the European male. And that's particularly disgusting because not only is he removing their gender identity, he's removing the Bate people's cultural identity. So both taking away the Bate people's gender identity and their gender expression, mm-hmm. forcing them into a gender role that they're not comfortable with and that doesn't fit them, but also making them European. Yeah, exactly. Both really gross things. Exactly. And the Crow Nation reacted very quickly on how disgusting they thought it was. And one of the words that always surprised me when reading about their reaction to it is how they called it unnatural. They're like, why are you forcing these Bate people to be people they're not? This is unnatural. This is wrong. Um, One historian specifically named John Medicine Crow, it was a tragedy trying to change them. It was an intense reaction. That was it from a historian, but there were people within the Crow Nation at the time who were reacting very intensely. And in a turn of events that I very rarely see in queer history, Oshchish's community supported her. And they stood beside her even as all these horses were coming from outside. Chief Pretty Eagle is the person who managed to sort of rally the Crow mm-hmm. Nation. And they didn't have much influence, but they used what little influence they had to basically kick Agent Briscoe out of their homes and get him fired or early retirement. But let's be honest, he had to leave. And... They got him out, and they protected the Bate people. Which is so incredible to see, to just have this community of allies, I guess, mm-hmm. stand up and support the Bate, Bate people. community. And obviously, it would it's different than today, because they weren't marginalized. They were esteemed. The Bate people within the community were not marginalized. They were esteemed positions. And I think it's something that we can always look at in our history and be very impressed by because they looked at those differences that existed within these people and they didn't say okay we'll let you be here they looked at these differences and they're like this is amazing all right this is the best thing you are different than the rest of us so you have a special set of skills that Mm -hmm. the rest of us don't you have this empathy that the rest of us don't because like many indigenous um nations would talk about how They were the bridge between the two genders. They empathized with both sides, so they understood both genders a bit more, even if they weren't both genders. Which is, like, really... I want to say revolutionary, though it's not really revolutionary, but it... It wasn't revolutionary in its time, and that makes it revolutionary in our time. Mm -hmm. Because it was just so accepted, and it was so supported, and because they continued that support, because they continued that... They were able to protect Oshtish, and they were able to protect a lot of other Bate people. And while Oshtish did try to keep the Bate traditions alive, unfortunately, she is known as the last Bate person of the Cronation. 
Which is sad to see such a tradition and such a good story that I always heard. But we can always look back on that moment and find hope there because so often looking at our history is a list of what not to do. But looking, we can also look back at these good moments, these, these little pockets of happiness, mm-hmm. pockets of acceptance. Yes, and do that again because we often hear that history will repeat itself. And we can also repeat those good those good parts. Exactly. And while, you know, we can repeat those good parts and we can find hope in that humans are capable of having those good parts. And they're capable of having this acceptance and of having this support and of having each other's backs and of having an incredible community. And we get to look at history and instead of saying never again, we can say yes, please. Exactly. So that is the story of Ashtish. Um, Ashtish died in 1929, and unfortunately, a lot of the Bate traditions died with her. Though, after the 1990s, the word, the term two-spirit has Mm -hmm. sort of blossomed, and there is slowly becoming more acceptance. There's going to be more support within the indigenous communities, and as time goes on, we're learning more about this history. Obviously, Europeans tried to get rid of the history of indigenous people. They couldn't. They didn't get rid of all of it because there were some amazing knowledge keepers within the communities. And some of those knowledge keepers were pretty, pretty shield. Pretty shield, yes. One of those knowledge keepers was pretty shield. Another, John Medicine Crow. But we have all these amazing indigenous scholars that, again, you should check out and that you should support when you see them. Yes. Because passing down that history and learning more about that not only improves everyone as a whole, like just the world globally, having that history is so important, but more importantly, it gives support to Indigenous communities, which sorely need it right now. And just listen to Indigenous voices, listen to Two-Spirit voices, Mm -hmm. and give them the respect and support. Exactly. That they need and deserve. We're from Canada, and... You're from Canada. I'm from Canada, but you're in Canada. Yes. So you're from Canada right now. Fair. Within Canada, there is a lot of terrible things happening to Indigenous people every day. The Red Dress, which you should all check out, which is um, a protest over the missing and murdered Indigenous women throughout our whole country. Um, But Indigenous are among the most marginalized people in Canada, and being queer and Indigenous, or two-spirit and Indigenous, can even push that marginalization further because it's an intersection of two identities that could get you killed. And lifting up these stories and lifting up these voices is so important. So when you see Indigenous voices and when you see Indigenous stories, remember to uplift it and to hold them in esteem. All right. Thank you for listening to us rant on Ashtish for about half an hour, almost. We're sorry this podcast is a bit shorter than the last one, but we do want to clarify that our last one included three, maybe four articles. Four articles We talked together. about four articles altogether, and we're only talking about one today. So it's not because we're less interested in this. It's just because with our first podcast, we decided to just Go do a showstopper. Us. So, so this is probably the length all they are the podcasts are going to be from now on. Exactly. And we'll do our best to continue bringing you incredible stuff and we'll try and bring you a podcast every month. Um I'm not sure what next month's going to be because I want to say it's going to be the one after Ashish, but I'm not 100% sure that's going to happen. Ah, that was the one I wrote. That was the one you wrote. Yes. Okay, tell us about it. Do you understand if you understand? Say that again.
If you understand, if you understand. Okay, remember that because I'm going to be trying to pronounce that and butchering it next month. So we're it's a Norwegian person, and Will wrote it, and we're all very excited to hear about all that Will cares about about this next author. So get excited. Please check us out on our website, um, www.makingqueerhistory.com. And you should also check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash queerhistory. You should become a patron, please. We really, really need it. Again, we're working while sick. We're working while in our bedroom because we don't have an actual official office. And we're we are doing going, our best. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. But you know what make us do better? Money. Money would help a lot. <laughs> and you should check out Dean's work. Check out, check out Queering Up History. Check out that Patreon. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Send a one-time donation if you don't have a stable income. And definitely sign up for the newsletter because there's going to be cool news every month and exciting new things happening all the time. You can sign up uh, for our newsletter on our website. That's www.makingqueerhistory.com. Just go there, scroll down, you'll see it. We are also on Instagram. You should definitely check us out on Instagram because I constantly take pictures. And you know what that means? You get to see pictures of me, of Will, and our cats, and our cats. And of us doing the podcast. So if you want to see what we look like right now, sick in our bedroom, trying to do a podcast, I literally just took a picture. Did you see? You probably heard that because probably my heard. phone yes. is very loud. But so you should check out our Instagram and check follow us on all social medias to give us support and promote us to your friends. Please tell everyone you know about us. Tell everyone about us. Uh, and... Send us a message anywhere. If there's anyone you want, anything you want to know about, anything you want us to write about, anything you want us to tell that we did wrong, anything at all. We love constructive feedback and we love getting emails from you. So definitely send it to us either on any of our social medias or on Queer History Patreon at, at gmail.com. Gmail so send us those and... That's all from us. That's all from us. All right. We're going to go. Bye. <laughs> Not bye. Thank you for listening. And remember, history is queerer than you think. We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slumbered, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is Oh, there's always more to know. 
history is queerer than you think. Yes, we will continue. Yes, we will improve. Making history is just what we do. Yes, we will keep going. Yes, we'll never stop. Every step we're taking is history. Tomorrow we have been and will always be Absolutely revolutionary Every single day we live We are part of the legacy We are making queer history Yes, we will continue Taking is history in the making Yes, we will continue Yes, we will improve Making history is just what we do Yes, we will keep growing Yes, we'll never stop Every step we're taking